Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Of those three, who's the heir apparent to Peter Vermees? Those three, and we get three more years of Vermees. Benny. Not Ilya? No. Ilya's too nice. Yep, he'd be a good assistant coach. I can't see Ilya going, damn it, you need to move the ball faster. No, move, you know, I can't see him doing that. Was that your Spanish accent? (laughs) Oh, I was thinking it was German. It's like, Vermees German? What? Thad, less than one week to go. Two games. We're finally here. Don't cover your eyes at me. Are you getting tingly yet? Tell me how you're feeling. Two games left. Two games left, Thad. Yeah, I'm excited, but I'm not going to tell you I'm tingly, man. I thought I was going to get him all excited to start this podcast, and then I just took it all. I sucked all of his energy and confidence away when I when I started talking about Tingly. Hey, and the, on the first take, I did a whole woo for you. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He was fists in the air. He was excited at one point. I know he's not bringing the energy yet, but I'll start talking about something. I'll make him mad enough, and he will bring the energy at some point. Well, so. that, is, that is at least revealing some of the sausage, though, is this is our second try at a start. <laughs> yes that's rare though don't i normally do it on once i feel like i'm pretty yeah, good about no it. Yeah. no i think you mostly do it at once not that our intros are ever good but i do it on one try <laughs> so oh, all right. i think your i think your intros are lovely Cody. oh thanks buddy. Yeah, <laughs> that's what podcasters are supposed to do they're supposed to support their fellow podcasters I'm trying to build you up even if i won't tell you you're tingly 
Yes, laugh at my jokes. If we're, if somebody has a bad take, someone just just bite the bullet and back them up. That's you know, that's fellow <laughs> podcasters. Let's go. Okay, so guys, three way tie. I did not know this until I looked immediately before beginning this podcast. But Colorado are also level on fifty eight points with Sporting KC and Seattle. They are quite a bit farther down due to goal differential. So yes, yeah, Sporting Kansas City currently edging out Seattle. Thankfully, oh wait, Seattle are playing tonight, aren't they? But yes, yes they are. LAFC. Forza Galaxy. Forza Galaxy. Forza Galaxy. And man, <laughs> the LA, the LA teams. Thank you very much. We're rooting hard for the other, the other Gal- the other LA team tonight. Because LAFC, man, just the homies really handed us a, a big win there. I'm gonna call it a win. It was as good as three points for Sporting KC for LAFC beating Seattle on, I believe that was Tuesday night last week. Hey, so, but Cody, don't forget, Colorado only has one game left. Yes, we have Colorado two. does have a game in hand, and they are, like I said, farther down due to goal differential. So not really too worried about them as far as the title contenders at the moment. Exactly. And honestly, I've, uh, maybe that's my fault because the whole season I've never – I don't think I've, I've ever taken Colorado seriously. <laughs> I am so think, with you on that. <laughs> yeah, nobody thought they would be in the top three. I mean, nobody thought they'd be in the top five, much less the top three. Hey, they haven't finished there yet. (laughs) All season long, I was, I just kept thinking they were were going to fade away. And here they remain, level on points. Yes, but we do want to make sure we finish at least second. Because, you know, the farther you drop down the division standings, the farther you drop down hosting MLS Cup. So if we win the West, we're right behind New England. If they drop out, we host MLS Cup. So. Um, I feel very good about it in spite of the most recent loss. We have ATX on Wednesday, and we will talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But I, I am feeling very good at the moment. Seattle don't scare me anymore. They used to scare me at one point. They but they're getting all their players back now, man. I know. Jordan but some Morris we... is rested. He hasn't played for like months. Yes, that I did. I saw that. I was reading that today. He, but he hasn't played for months, so. <laughs> Jordan Morris is back, yes, but that is the same situation with our, I don't know if you call Jordan Morris their star. I guess he's not. Maybe at one point he was, but. Yeah, he's one of. Sporting KC will be getting their star player back, and that will be the same situation. Hasn't been on the field and in game time for far okay, too long. Okay, so, so you guys are confident Plito's actually going to come back. I'll believe it when I see it. I just, I'm just, you know, my mind is just tormented from last year. I'll well, believe it when I see it. <laughs> well, I, we can briefly touch on that right now. I, I want to I talk about the Minnesota game. But on that one, I do. Uh, we touched on it briefly on this podcast a couple weeks ago about how Peter said openly on the Grant Wall podcast that the goal was is, the goal is to get everyone healthy for the playoffs. And this was before they announced a, a surgery or anything like that for Polito, I believe. So. Yeah, I mean that's I'm I'm still seeing that as the goal. I would almost assume that they lined up this surgery with playoff times to maybe get him, you know, a you know a week or two of at least training to get ready for the playoffs. So I'm I'm hoping there's a plan. You you generally give Peter Vermees the benefit of the doubt on <laughs> situations like this, don't you? So did you watch the uh, Halloween video when they went to the beast? Polito was there. He went through the beast. He's got to be okay to play soon. I know. Is that, is that, <laughs> I hate myself for thinking that exact same thing. 
Like yeah. I saw that and it's like, well, what he's walking, he's walking through a haunted <laughs> house. Something could have stared him and jerked a knee. Like, come on, what's going yeah. on? He's healthy enough for that. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Wasn't somebody a few weeks ago saying that because he went through a pitch at the Royals game that his knee was fine. And then like two <laughs> weeks later, he's in surgery. Yes. Exactly. That's, a big point. That's my point with saying I hate myself for having that yeah. take. And we yeah. probably should not have that take. The guy's just walking I... with his girlfriend. Yeah. To a house. But still, he's probably got security guards around him, too. I mean, that's true. I don't know. I'm just saying I've been scared shitless what... at one of those things. And you jerk and jump and things move. And you're not ready for it. Like I, I could very well twist a surgically repaired knee at a haunted house. He's not as scared as you, Cody. <laughs> no he looks he looks pretty confident coming through there and speaking of that video i'm not gonna lie there were some dudes in there that i did not know i haven't it watched was, it it was focused on some youth players and yeah barber was in there you know i knew i knew most or i felt like i had a good knowledge of most of these young guys but there were definitely a couple there one of the stars of the video i'm still not even sure who it was <laughs> the guy with like long hair he look, kind of looks like a skateboarder for half the video, I was like, "Is this just like somebody's friend? Who who is this in this video?" He that Cam Duke, like one of these guys. But no, that was a, that was a good that was a good video. I meant to talk about that on here. <laughs> I, I I know I'm not supposed to watch things while we're potting, but I'm going to try to pull it up so I can look at it at least. <laughs> I get a live reaction here from from Thad on this just absolutely irrelevant, meaningless Halloween video. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> and, like robert i don't know how you what i don't what we were talking about but i know that you just derailed everything by bringing it. i don't think it was relevant in any oh yes that's right we're talking about Polito. Polito. come on man <laughs> I, yeah i said i wanted to be brief on Polito, and you brought up another <laughs> on, so thank, thank you for that oh <laughs> uh, where'd they post it at man um i am not sure where i saw that one i'm assuming it was on it was on youtube no, every they about five different people were the where they were the ones that were going to be the most scared of anyone going through there. <laughs> I saw the very beginning of it, but I had other stuff to do, so I kind of ignored it and never went back to look. So, all right. So going back to the Minnesota game, if I is that all right, Cody? Finally, how many of you were like, okay, it's early in the game. Shelton has scored a goal to put us on in top. This is good. Yeah. This is good. I was one of those people. <laughs> well and put then. there, <laughs> Robert. <laughs> this is good. Yes, I was one of those people. And you didn't even note the real miraculous part of that is that it was on a corner kick. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but like, it looks straight up from the training ground. Every kick of that, every direction, every movement looked like it was planned out and it was perfect. Kyrie put it home. And I thought it was a good omen that things were going to go very well, but I guess not. Too good to be true. I think what happened in this game, they they looked to me to be very good at the beginning of both halves and then lost a bit of the magic. Yeah, I mean, how many times did you see a guy dribble and get dispossessed? How many times did you see a pass just a little bit off or miscommunications might play a ball in a space and the guy didn't realize the ball was going to go there? That just happened over and over again. Yeah, and you know, that specifically those things that you're talking about might make this conversation relevant of, you know, is not to take anything away from sporting Kansas city motivation, but does, you know, just that last little bit of effort of getting to the ball first and things like that. Does that come away of 
you know, Minnesota was the team that was playing for their lives there. They were the ones that had a bit more desperation that stay in tackles a little bit longer and the ball bounces your way and stuff like that. I, that's kind of maybe something I saw a little bit of in that game. And again, oh, not I to take any, yeah, not to take I anything agree. away from sporting, you know, that not that they didn't have as much motivation, but that, that animal instinct of back against the wall, you know, you'll, you'll kind of do anything. Oh, yeah, they, were, they were fighting for their lives, man. I, I would agree with that. I, I know who the player is now that you couldn't figure out. Who? Tell me. Brooks Thompson. Oh, is that what he looks like? <laughs> He's a goalkeeper. <laughs> I was waiting for him to go, who's that? <laughs> he would have he would be a goalkeeper that I'm like, who, who's this fucking guy? <laughs> oh man. All right, Brooks Thompson. We're gonna have Bro- we need to have Brooks on. He looks like he looks like he would be fun. A lot of person. No, he's, he's the star of that video. So he was, he seems like a good guy, man. I've, yeah. I've talked to him a couple of times. He's, he's a good guy. He's a good keeper too. Just yeah. young. He's been in, a little bit injury prone. How, how old? Uh, he's, I think he's 18. He could be 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'd be good. Maybe, maybe he can be a, the back, <laughs> the third string keeper. That's a good, that's a good niche for us to develop. He can come on the show every <laughs> week. <laughs> fourth, fourth, <laughs> fourth string keeper. Hey, we had Pulsecamp on early in the year, so hey. Yeah, Pulsecamp was good, too. I did like him. <laughs> he featured in that video as well. <laughs> he looks he looks pretty solid. I think he came yeah. he came through that door looking quite confident. I was, I was happy to see that. Yeah, Brooks, Brooks is 19 also. Him and Pulsecamp are both 19, and Pulsecamp looks more like he's 29 or 30. Yeah. Brooks still looks like he's 17. All right, cool. Yeah, we can get Brooks on. That's a, that's a, that's a win for us, right? That's not a big ask to Patrick for the fourth string goalkeeper, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Hope not. Uh, no, he's a good guy though, man. He's he is a good keeper. Um, he, like I said, he's just been some injury prone, man. But he's a good shot stopper. Him and uh, Pulse Camp were in somebody's ratings of U.S. keepers under the age of twenty-one. They were okay. both in the top ten. Okay, very good. Where did he go to school? Where did we draft him from? Uh, what was a recent draft pick, is right. He's, oh, see, no, where's, no, where's... no, 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 no. He's not a draft pick. Okay, good. He's a homegrown. Homegrown. Okay, good. I see. I was about to say where we need David tonight. We're missing David tonight. The the research man, the producer man on the on the sidelines. But look, Thad just had it all in his head. Good man. Yeah, <laughs> I know that stuff, man. So to bring it back to the Minnesota for the like third time that game. For exactly. Um, How else can I, I derail this? I... <laughs> I, I was, I'm not bothered by that game. The result sucks, obviously, just because the opportunity was so big there to go three points clear. But I mean, that goal is watching the first goal that Minnesota scored. It's just one. I just see that. I'm like, eh, that's one of the, that's just a goal that gets scored. It wasn't a clean, it, nothing about it was clean. It bounces around. It falls to someone who just puts their boot through it. It goes through several bodies and then it goes through Tim Melia's palm somehow as well. Wait, you, the anti-keeper guy, are not blaming Tim for that goal? I, I saw mean, a lot yeah. of people on Twitter blaming him for that goal. Well, he yes, that obviously that's, yeah, it's on the keeper. I'm just saying it's, you know, that's just a, a thing that happens. It's not a, a larger sign of Sporting KC struggling going into the playoffs or losing some of this form. I, you know, it's just a, it's just one of those things that happen. Crystal Palace will score that goal against Manchester City. You know, that's just something that <laughs> happens every now and then. But again, yeah, speaking of going through Tim Melia's palm, I've watched it several times. 
And I'm still not sure how it physically happens. Tim Mealy has this very strong palm and wrist and it doesn't look like it gives at all. And he just, he hits it perfectly, but somehow it still goes in behind him. I think it's just a reaction thing that it just slipped by. I mean, it hit his hands, but it, you know, it just wasn't a perfect block. So it just kind of went through. That was a, that was from pretty close range. So I, I don't really fault him. I know a lot of people did, but close at range, that range, man, close range and through some bodies. So no, I don't yeah. really fault him either, but is it a little bit of karma for his recent behavior? <laughs> ah honestly i'm i'm hoping it there's is. the rub i'm hoping he's cashing i'm hoping that he cashes in on the bad karma right there and not for when we lose in horrible fashion to seattle in the playoffs well i'm a dude <laughs> better watch where how he's driving or something because karma's gonna come back to him too yeah, yeah i'm expecting a little punishment later because <laughs> he's probably not going to be seeing the field so karma's going to get him somewhere else yeah, so are we? We're expecting a uh, a punishment coming, a two game punishment to end the season here for Dia. Is that possible? It's possible. I I don't know. I've seen a lot of tackles like that not get punished later, since it wasn't on the field. So it's 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 kind of iffy. I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but I also would be surprised if he didn't in that one. Why was he brought on in this match? I have no idea. In the eighty first minute. Why were three subs brought on? Yeah, so I had a I had a friend message me and you know just was assuming that this was you know just trying to give some players some quality minutes and that we weren't that we had were not trying to go for the win there. And I was immediately like, well, no, you know, no way. Like, you know, br- bring in the own the one and only left attacking player that we have in <laughs> Peyton Barber came on, and you know the way. Oh, Peyton. Oh, God. Yeah. Grayson Barber. <laughs> Fine. Jar. I was going to let it money. slip. That is the, yeah. Don't know. Don't let that slip. I'm letting that cash. shit slip, man. Look at me. Bob still hasn't paid. He's up to $4 this season. And he, I haven't oh, you've got a tally, do you? But look, yes, I do. And that's also <laughs> part of David's job here as well is to keep the tally. But look, here's the dollar. I have it right here. Paid. Dave gets a percentage, send me. No, Dave didn't get shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Grayson Barber came in and then Dia you know the way Vermees uses his outside backs that is a very good tool to bring on some fresh legs there to for overlapping runs so I didn't really see it like that but you know it three subs at once everyone was curious about it and Maori, right yeah Maori right came on. but for nine minutes really no 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 wait a minute okay I'm gonna play I'm gonna play Vermees for a second right you anytime you ask him and he like why he didn't bring players on at the end of a game, he'll say, because I thought the team was playing well, they were creating chances. They just didn't find the back of the net. Right. This is one of those times they weren't playing well. They weren't doing it. He brought on what he could to at least have a chance of creating something. Right. That's he, he's pretty why consistent not, in that. You may not, the you might not agree. first minute. Yeah. That's my, that's my question. That's the right question. <laughs> To quote robot. Well, that's a different damn question man <laughs> yeah it's the right one defend that one sir no i know the, it, they were not used to writing down that many names it took them 10 minutes <laughs> well my i you know i think the, i think the actual defense of that is vermis has stated many times in the past and it's worked for him many times in the past is 
sticking with that lineup and the guys that are in the flow of the game. And, yep. you know, he's maybe, you know, if they're, if he has been moving away from his hesitancy for subs, that is what he used to say a lot. So, you know, that well, definitely it, plays a role in there. And I don't think All he's right, moving so. away from hesitancy for subs. I think it's just that that was the day that he, that he saw the team wasn't accomplishing and they weren't doing it. They weren't going to, he didn't see them potentially breaking through. So he changed three guys. So I don't know if you guys saw it, but sometime during the second half, sorry, I don't know the minute, but they showed a picture of the bench and he, he was focused on Peter, but in the background was Kerry Zavagnin. And Kerry just had this look on his face like when you feel, you know, if I was running the show, this is what I would do. That was the exact look on Kerry's face. And I was just wondering what he was thinking in the moment. <laughs> I would be subbing maybe. I don't know. Little bubble. But uh, that was so you're the look saying, on Kerry's face. You saw, you're saying you saw Kerry sitting on the bench before any subs were made, sitting there <laughs> looking like, yo, what are we doing? Put some new guys in. So that's what he might have been thinking, but he certainly had the look on his face like, you know, hmm, not this is not good. Let's do something different. <laughs> yeah. Robert, the mind reader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last point, at least for that I have down for this match was Andre Fontes. We need an Andre Fontes appreciation hour. He's the man is playing very well. I know not that he's not been getting the respect he deserves. I saw he is even getting noticed in the whatever official rankings that they put out for um, the MVP of the season. He's always like whatever uh, algorithm they have set up, he, his, his score comes up and he's on that list every time. And for he the has defender been, of the year or the MVP? Uh, it was for just for MVP. They're, they're, really? they're, MLS has been coming out with this article like every week where they update the potential candidates or the top five candidates. And they also list these guys of, you know, they have some algorithm that gives these players a score or something like that. And he is, Oh no, it's not, it's not some, they're actually just referring to uh, like, it's, it's some actual stat, not some like algorithm they've created, but some like wide arcing advanced soccer statistic is <laughs> that they're referring to that puts, that puts him like in the top of the, in the top of the discussion there. Yeah, so, I believe it's something to do with significant passes that he's made, which has certainly been true in that left side. He's kind of been orchestrating from back there, and he's been pretty good defensively too, really. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what I wanted to talk about. Significant passes for sure. We know that he has that. He's got the Barcelona pedigree there. But there are moments where I think that an attacker has the, has the position or has the ability to get a shot off and – he, I don't, he has the ability to just disrupt it just enough. And he, mm -hmm. and it's good. At, it's good at one-on-one. -on -one. And I've always been, you know, maybe since Beesler and Colin, the, the days of, you know, when they, in 2013, the days where it was just, we had this impenetrable defense. I have since then, I have never felt confident of any one-on-one -on -one defending for sporting KC, at least as far as center backs. And now it's just, if I see someone running at Fontas, it's like, he just looks bigger in my eyes. It's like, how are you going to get around that guy? He just, he has this ability to keep them in front of him, disrupt them just enough. And yeah, I, it took him a while to come on here for sporting KC. And I know he was dealing with injuries, but man, he, he has been a revelation this season. He is 
I know the complaint that's always about his speed and he's not the fastest guy out there, obviously, but you're right. He's his positioning when he's healthy is good. His, the way he can position his body, the being in the right spot. And I just wonder if that is also feeding off of, uh, of uh, Ilya some also. Ilya has improved him as a center back, even though Ilya is not a center back. Not really improved him, but having the same mindset. Yeah, I mean, Ilya is not a center back. He's not, but he's doing all right at it. No, Ilya is in the Star Wars universe as Diego Luna. <laughs> no, I never, yeah. I always kind of thought that Ilya reminded me of someone and I wasn't ever sure, but he's recently grown his hair out. Have you noticed that Ilya is getting yeah, a little more scrappy? Definitely. He's got, yeah. Ilya's got a nice, nice thick head of hair. Good, good man. How, wait, how old is Ilya? I'm, I'm not jealous at all. No, you're not. Yeah. He's yeah, the, 31, isn't he? Isn't Ilya 31? Yeah, he's 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 on that other side of it where it starts to happen to to some gentlemen. <laughs> you know, as a redhead, I wouldn't really know anything about it, but <laughs> but no, yeah, he I it took him to grow this hair out before I finally realized who it was that he looked like. And it is Diego Luna, and they look almost exactly like. Okay, so I have to mention this moment as well. Did anybody see that Roger Espinosa? attack down the left side and he was you know driving the ball down the field then he just shot the ball just like what the heck just shot it nowhere near the goal and everybody on the team looked over at him like what the hell are you doing <laughs> Did no, you guys see that moment that play yeah <laughs> well roger so gets one of those that? he hasn't scored that one this season right that's probably what was going on in his head. He gets one of those every year and he hasn't had it yet. So he had to unleash one. Maybe so. Yeah. I don't remember it either, but I was kind of doing a lot of things during that game. So yeah, he happen? had, he did not have a good game for sure. Hold on. Hold on. What does that mean? What were you, you were doing a lot of things during that game. What does that mean? Cooking breakfast, I eating know. breakfast. Yeah. That was a late problem morning. With that? That's you got a problem with that? As Did you have a late date the night before, then? Yeah, you got a problem yeah. with that. Okay. <laughs> date night with the wife? Bacon, eggs, and pumpkin muffins. Wow. This was a special Sunday in the Bell household, wasn't it? It, it, it was a little later start than what we intended it to be, but you know. Why Why <laughs> that? We, you and the missus were just couldn't get out of bed. You were tangled in the sheets. No, it was actually more delay on the kid. So, <laughs> why did you have such a big? You can't. Why are you just glossing over this? I'm very curious. You don't have this kind of breakfast every Sunday, do you? If you do, can I come over? Um, <laughs> most Sundays we have a pretty good breakfast. Yeah. Wow. Not bacon, eggs, and pumpkin muffins always, but sometimes it's a like a sausage, egg, and potato skillet. Sometimes it's scrambled eggs with other stuff. I mean, yeah, it's. It's a traditional bell Sunday breakfast going back to when I was little mom would sleep in dad, we get up, we'd cook breakfast, wake mom up, give her coffee, give her breakfast. That was it. So when I had a family, I started that tradition that if we're not going to church that day, we're not going to a soccer game. We have a family breakfast on Sunday morning. That's beautiful. It was just a little bit late this week. That's beautiful. I ordered chicken waffle in yeah. Westport. That was my that was my Sunday, and it was at, literally at the exact same time as you too. So I got a late nice. start as well. Yeah, it's so it was. I was cooking bacon as the game started, 
and then eggs. And honestly, my daughter was not feeling good. So she was, she ate some and then wasn't feel, like, didn't eat a lot of it. So, yeah. So great. I'm very glad that here at the end of the podcast, you admit to all of our listeners that you didn't really watch it. <laughs> I did watch it. I said I was kind of in and out on some of it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, on to the future. Two games remaining Wednesday night at Austin, Texas, right? At? Yes. Yes, sir. At ATX, at our old friend, Matt Beesler. How are we feeling about this one, Robert? Well, you know, somebody posted on our uh, big Blue Testament uh, discussion board that should be an easy win. I'm thinking no. Um, I mean, Austin's got jobs to play for. You know, they're going to want to show their fans well. So no easy win in my book. No, it never is an easy win. MLS going MLS. Yeah. That's... I would actually worry a lot about this game if it wasn't for just coming off a loss and then being pissed off. Hopefully that makes a difference. Yeah, that was, that was, you know, kind of going along the lines of that. I wasn't too upset about it. Sporting KC has been on a tear here at the end. I know they're uh, individual poor performances in, in and out, but I'm fine with getting one of these out of the way. We don't need to end the season on a four or five game winning streak <laughs> to end, you know, as we go into the playoffs, we don't necessarily need that. They got to have a stinker. They got to get punched in the face a little bit and, and wake up. So yes, I do feel very good about this one. I imagine they're, they're going to go in there with a very, with a very gritty feeling. So interestingly, looking at the last 10 games, it was a loss, win, win, loss, win, win, loss, win, win, loss, we have two games left. <laughs> wow. Robert, didn't you, did you not just say a little bit ago that you didn't find a pattern in any of that? Well, I, what I was looking for was poor performances at the end of a four games and 14 day stretch, something like that. And I didn't really see a pattern as far as that went. So I was a little bit surprised that the weary legs did not show themselves earlier as far as that goes. So, but yeah, I mean, we've won every game after a loss this season, right? So far, yeah. of course, if they keep that pattern up, that means lost in the first game of the playoffs. If they play and they're out. <laughs> done, but. but I also expect Issy to be back at center back, Ilya back at the six. Um, Shallow, we might even start this one. So I expect a different lineup than we had against Minnesota as well. So I did want to talk about Shallow. He is expected to be back. We, we, there was a chance he was going to be back last week, right? He was there at the last game. He played. Wait, what? Yeah, he came on like the 55th minute, something like that. Yeah. Wait, what? Did I? What? You missed that, Cody? Yeah. Wait, wait. Who is giving me crap for not watching the game closely? <laughs> and oh, you can't no. cut this out. You cannot cut this out. That would oh, be complete no. cheating. Now, I'll <laughs> give Cody some credit. He pretty much was invisible when he's on the field, pretty much. But uh, yeah, he was there. <laughs> that was yeah. the point I was about to make. Like, oh, man, that, that, that <laughs> has to be that can't be a good sign that he did and that didn't work out. I guess I was just thinking of um, 
a message saying that he must have been a very a late scratch to the previous game. Yeah, maybe so. Okay. So <laughs> we got we do have Shallowy back. The other question is Polito. Yeah, that's still a question. And do we ever get an answer to that or this new world of MLS where we just don't ever know? No one gets to ask. We just never know. They don't have oh, to give you a reason. Ask. You can ask. Well, they, they just don't have to. They don't have to answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the answer from Peter will be he's progressing good. He's, he's been progressing, progressing well. good for months, and then all of a sudden he had surgery, and he's been progressing good. <laughs> Come on, he Cody. Was, don't be was, cynical. He was ahead of expectations after the surgery because there was less swelling, and hey, he can walk around a haunted house, and he can do a haunted house. <laughs> no, so I the question, know. I guess, becomes: Do we want him to get some game minutes and then have a how long would layoff until our first playoff game, or do we just wait for the playoffs? If they do get this top seed, then it's like three weeks off, almost, isn't it? Almost, like almost, that, yeah. yeah, almost three weeks off that they do. And so I bet that is the goal there to have him not have to play any of these games because it would You're be probably right. The only goal to get him to play before that would be to get him game minutes and back in the flow of the game and putting him in for the last 25 minutes and then yeah. not playing again for three weeks is not going to do that. So if we get the number one seed, still pretty big if. Well, then it would still be, it would, well, you know, it would be two weeks until. Yeah, right. Still yeah. another two weeks, you know. It is it is more or less in Sporting's hands to get the top seed. They're still they win out. They win out and they don't end uh, a decent goal differential. And they're in. Come on, Thad. Come harder with that. Tell them they got to do it. It's theirs to lose. <laughs> you'll be, you'll, you'll be disappointed. It's there. They shouldn't lose at this point, right? It's theirs. Yes, I will have dad disappointment in them if they do not win. Oh, wow. That's even worse than like hardcore sports talking head guy on a podcast. <laughs> Anger. I will be I will be very disappointed in them if they do not oh, man. win the last two games. I mean, you just gave but, me I know I know their potential and they're not living up to it if they do not win those last two games. Is wow. that better for you, Cody? <laughs> you got me. All they need you is to talk to them like that because they won me over. But here's the deal though. I'll bring a dose of reality. The goal differential, we're only up by one right now. So we could win out both games. Seattle could win out both games, and their goal differential could be better than ours, which would break the tie. So there's Actually, that. Yeah, it, no, you're right. It could happen, but they still have a one-goal advantage on them going into these two games. Right. And hopefully the Galaxy does something to them tonight. Forza Galaxy. Forza Galaxy. And then their last game is, is it Vancouver? Yeah, it's Vancouver away. And Vancouver, who's actually been playing pretty good for the last few weeks, is playing for a playoff spot and positioning in the playoffs. So that's a tough game for them also. Yeah. Not that, you know, we Sporting has Austin and then Salt Lake here. So I'm not going to, like, downplay Salt Lake. And you never know with Austin, of course. But Seattle don't have it easy. I'm going to put on my Dave hat here just for information purposes. I looked up the tiebreakers. Number one, of course, is total number of wins. Second one, as we know, is goal differential. Third one is goals four. Fourth tiebreaker is fewest discipline points. 
Ooh. And it will <laughs> at the moment. Sporting KC and Seattle are level on games one. So yeah, yeah, they are. It does look like it'll come down to goal differential, which is also right there as well. How are we on goals for? What's that? What's it look like for goals for? Fifty-seven goals to fifty-one. Yes, Sporting has fifty-seven. Out. Seattle has fifty-one. Okay, that's good. Meaning I don't know it, if we're ahead in discipline points or not, but or behind or whatever you want to be. <laughs> um, I don't. I, I I'm not going to look those up real quick, but I know at one point Seattle had more fouls committed than Sporting did. So, well, that's after goals four, correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, man, that's six goals. That there would have to be a pretty disastrous collapse here in the last two matches for Seattle to make that up, you know. Yeah, but before that is goal differential, which we're only one ahead of that on, on that. So yes, yes. Do we have is do we have a resident Austin FC expert here? Well, Austin has got this is this is what I have. You want me to flex my knowledge of the team? Cecilio Dominguez. <laughs> That's all I got. Well, they have made some signings, you know, in the uh, window this summer that on the attacking end that have changed their team. They're taking advantage of their opportunities a little bit more often now. Um, defense still isn't uh, pretty, it's pretty inconsistent, but they're a more dangerous team than they were. I have only watched them play a couple of times, and I just know that that Dominguez guy is their leader in, I think, goals and assists and kind of their entire offense. But he's got more help now. Unlike us, because that is not paying attention. <laughs> You know, Sporting has 48 yellow cards and Seattle has 54. Okay. Thank you. I don't know how that's relevant, but thank you for paying attention <laughs> to what we were talking about. Oh, I was paying attention, but I'm trying to like multitask here. There you go. You guys were talking. You did not need me. And I just interjected with a random stat that Dave should have done, but he wasn't here. All right. Well, how about this factor, Cody? What do you think about this? Do you think Davey Arnault and Josh Wolf are saying, you know, it'd really be great to ruin Sporting's uh, chances to win the win the West and beat them Wednesday night? Almost guaranteed. <laughs> and about half as much as Beasler are saying that. <laughs> of course they are. The three Texas teams, just to make sure everyone is aware, the three Texas teams are far and away the three lowest teams. If there was a relegation zone, all three Texas teams would be going down to USL. And it's not even close. The Western Conference table is the top three teams all level, and then the middle of the pack, and then the 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 Texas teams all terrible. At least they're better than Cincinnati. Anything to shake this, but I'm